fire up. A proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Dead steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they Gracious, uh, Chris Gale. My name is Stephen Ferris. Of course, you just heard all that. Uh, this makes me feel very happy. Uh, Sesame Street, but I also feel like I'm being educated in a sneaky way. And of course, you know, the idiots that follow rugby league, we are among that crew. Uh, hopefully, we're going to learn something right now, Chris. Sesame Street launched in the early '70s, Stephen, and I felt I was a bit too old of it for it. But I did watch it with my sister. And I was there, Chris. <laughs> I can't tell you how shattered I was when it got to week 21, and they went back to the number one. Because remember, each week had a number. Like, this is yes, the week yes. is number four and whatever. Yes, yes. And I thought they were going to go on forever. Yes. But in fact, they only covered the first 20 well, that's numerals. that's an interesting observation, Chris. So obviously, you're not one of the idiots that follow rugby league. I didn't notice that. I thought just the numbers <laughs> just kept going up and up and up. <laughs> Such as your hazy recall, Stephen. Hazy recall. Uh, when I want something, it's clear. <laughs> now, Chris, uh, as far as game experience, I didn't go to any games over the weekend. I was preoccupied with work, as I often am, and you know, other activities. I did go to the We'll talk about that a bit later. But you went to uh, the Far West, Campbelltown. I did. I went to, well, I thought I was going to Campbelltown Sports Stadium, Stephen. But as we shall learn today, I actually went out to Sesame Street. Right. So I uh, took a long fan of the show and addict DJ Brendan Clay and uh, former RLPA Supremio David Garnsey, right? And you think I want to talk about, you know, rubbing shoulders with Paddy Richards and Scando and Justin Pascoe. You think I want to talk about the Tigers' miraculous comeback where they were down by 18 with 12 minutes to go. Yes. Uh, And and by the agency of a sin bin, suddenly got motivated and actually put their noses in front. 
They ultimately lost because Isaiah Papalihi kind of lost his control as he tried to knock away Fogarty's field goal attempt. Yes, yes. But it didn't really hurt me that much, Stephen, because I built up a lot of scar tissue. I've noticed that. I've tried to prod you occasionally. No sensitivity left whatsoever. I did actually uh, come home that night and I thought, oh, look, I'll have a look at the replay. Didn't know the score. And I thought, oh, why do I bother? You know, it's a bit like the Dragons <laughs> watching, you know. Uh, you were well down on, on points and then accidentally fast-forwarded <laughs> yes. and found that you were equal running with three minutes to go. And I thought, Beauty, they didn't deserve that because it was a pretty shoddy game, I've got to say. I don't want to go into the Fogarty try off the right, upright where Annesley has admitted that Brooks was pushed and it shouldn't have been a try. All right. that paled into insignificance, Stephen, mm. because as Tim Sheens foreshadowed, Ricky Stewart teed off in his press conference. Right. When you're a leader, I'm only one of the leaders of this club, and it was a risk. But in leadership, you've got to take a risk. Now, and these Muppets who have been bagging me. They're all, the, they're all the guys who read the textbooks and talk about courageous leadership, man management, and they'll go out and talk at corporate functions, but they can't actually execute it. They're not the people I want in my football team. They're not the people I want in the trenches with me. Chris, just let me just stop. There are many points we can discuss there, but yes. that is the entertainment, is it? wasn't the game. Oh, it was, it was the that is far more entertaining yeah. than the game, apart from the last 10 minutes, of course. Now, these experts, of course, he doesn't name the experts, but these experts that read the game, I assume, out of textbooks, we're talking about the John O'Neill biography, that sort of thing? <laughs> well, you know... Where do you go to get textbooks about rugby league that they all read before they actually become coaches or critics or writers or whatever? Anyone who goes to the well of resilience, Stephen, would be included in that for me. These <laughs> endless wellness podcasts, these endless wellness coaches, Coaches, uh, yes. these resilience. There's now an institute of resilience somewhere. We know yeah, how yeah, well yeah. the resilience department went in New Academies South Wales. Academies of excellence, do they count? Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. So okay. uh, he, of course, was referring to the fact that he decided to stand out Canberra great Jared Croker. Sorry, is that Jared, Jared Croker? That's correct. Um, from Who's up for 300 this week. For 300, yeah. in order to be able to play his 300th game at GIO Stadium this weekend. Was that the motivation? That was why he put him, stood him aside. He yeah. also said, I'm load managing. And Low this had been planned managing. for a that long time. Like something out of university. Yes, yeah. and so which it sounds exactly like what he was criticising. Exactly. But, so a lot of people have said, hang on, you're trying to win a premiership, you put your best 17 out. And then, of course, as coaches have now worked out, I've never heard Tim Sheen's more vitriolic about the referees than when we won 66 to 18. <laughs> the coaches have worked out that you can tee off yeah. when you've had a win. Not when you've had a loss. Canberra squeaked the one-point win, so he's had a huge crack at yeah. these people. Now, coincidentally, Stephen, yeah. Um, yeah. go on. No, I must say, normally a racist uh, or, or a sexist individual will start with these people. Yes, they. The, the, they, the, them over there, the others that we shall not name, the bad people. Go on. Well, I actually saw some audio in trying to work out who they were. Mm-hmm. This is audio from the recent tour to Las Vegas oh, yes. of uh, NRL CEO Andrew Addo and, of course, uh, his overlord, to the Dark Overlord. To secure the rights to an opening game in America. Double header Double with, header. you know, UFC and boxing and everything yeah. else and with the overlord, Peter Volandis. And we actually had some audio because they're budget conscious yeah. now in the NRL and they were sharing a room. Let's uh, listen. And before you get that, Chris, is there any wrestling involved? Not yet. Here you Bird. Bird. Are you awake, Bert? Mm, 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 no, Ernie, what, what, what is it? Hey, well, Bert, I, I can't sleep, and, well, there, there's just something that I have to ask you. Oh, Ernie, what? Uh, oh. Uh, what, Ernie? Well, Bert, I, I know this is silly, but, uh, well, I just have to ask you. Huh. Do you like me? <laughs> Am I okay? Do you like me? 
If you do, please say that you like me Just this way I wanna hear it from you that is a panacea for most of the rugby league uh, participants, I would imagine. Yeah, so I think we should clarify for everybody that, of course, Abdo and Valentis have pet names for each other. And they share a room. They share a room because yeah. they're conscious of the yeah. budget. Yeah. And I genuinely think they are the Muppets to whom Ricky Stewart was and referring to. And who was to. the needier one of the two? Well, Abdo. Abdo. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, so um, Abdo is Bert and, of course, <laughs> sorry, Ernie, sorry. <laughs> right, right, okay. <laughs> and, and without doubt, Volandis is the cantankerous yeah, yeah, Bert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody's ever put sort of Ricky in that do you love me category, have they? <laughs> no. Because he doesn't love anybody. He, is, he, is he the crankiest man in the world? The angriest little ant in the world? Well, you know, as as often referred to by the great Roy NHG, the angry ant, Carlos Smith and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a chip on both shoulders, both, shoulders, yeah. both elbows, yeah, yeah, both yeah, knees yeah. and both ankles. Do you reckon he works that chip? Well, do you want to hear yeah. some more from this absolutely splendiferous oh, this, this press is the conference? Best, best part of the footy round. Here we go. I could have kept Jared in the team all week. They would have bought their tickets. The poor buggers would have had to come down here after work to see Jared play 300. But no, <clears throat> I did the right thing. I was open and honest, which, which I was probably wrong to be open and honest. I might as well just lie. It really, it really shit me off that these, these so-called experts who have never man-managed, who have never been leaders in regards to making tough decisions, and that, that was a big risk tonight, and I knew I was going to cop it. Cop it from every one of you in here tonight if we had got beaten. But I was prepared to take the risk. That's leadership. Not these other Muppets who pretend they know. There are so many syndromes in that one in that one section. You can spend about a year trying to pull his personality apart. But that sort of like, I'm, I'm, I'm Christ, I'm going to be crucified pretty soon. Oh, man. He's riding high. Passive aggressive in its, in a nutshell, isn't it? That table was taking a pounding. You can hear Ricky <laughs> tapping away. And I, the first thing I want to say is, thank God they won. Could you yeah, imagine yeah, what it would yeah. have been like they lost? And Second, those people. Secondly... I circled in my calendar uh, the game against Canberra because I did the maths and I said, well, that'll be Croker's 300th yeah. and I'll be there for it. Yeah. And I paid my hard earned and I drove out to Campbelltown Stadium. Thank you very much, Ricky Stewart. And I got nothing. You got robbed. I got totally robbed. By an honest man. <laughs> an honest, straight-talking, looks-after-his-boys man. And to me, he sounds like Jackie Lambie without the entertainment. <laughs> or the chutzpah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. is it... He's a, he's a leader of, amongst men. He's a man manager who executes. He's an honest as man. As opposed to Abdon Valandis. No. no. Is it possible that he is the last honest person in rugby league? Very possible. Because he certainly Very seems to, yeah, yeah. to think so. What you see is what you get, eh? So um, he's put the word out um, because it is the big 300th this weekend. Yes. And um, Ricky, he's possibly taken a leaf out of Wayne Bennett's book because... Let's just hear how bad he really thinks it is for the Raiders in 2023. We get nothing. The Raiders get nothing. We're battlers. We're, we're just brawlers. You can see that tonight. And we're good at it. We're happy to be proud of it. But we'll have a great event this week. And Jared Kroger deserves everything he gets next weekend. And he's going to have to bring the energy because he's going to be playing with a team that are very, very wounded and tired. It's not easy being green Having to spend each day the color of the leaves When I think it might be nicer being red or yellow or gold or something much more colorful like that 
it's not easy being green. It seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things. And people tend to pass you over because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles in the water or stars in the sky. Fire up, hide, mossop, warren, buzz, hoops, Kent, Ferris, Gale. You do the math. Chris Gale, fire up. I mean, many people were fired up this weekend, there's no doubt about that. Yes. Uh, but as you said, a bit of scar tissue builds up, and of course, after a while, you're not so, when you lose, you're not so fired up anymore. When you win, you sort of go, well, you know, okay, probably won't be much good next week. What about your game against the Kardashians? How did you process the knock-on that clearly wasn't a knock-on? Okay, once again, I was doing a radio show. Of course, somebody programs every Dragons game when I'm actually booked in to do something. So there I was doing a radio show, and I heard a bit of it in the car, and I thought, you beauty, we're, we're, we're you know, Point for point, half time, doing well. Uh, and then got home and then staggered the watching for another three or four hours. You know, which is just <laughs> <laughs> no, you full well, though. I was just, just, you know, pushing back the pain, you know. Uh, but um, look, I think what that. What are you doing in between? Making a casserole? Oh, family you know, members, you know, finishing dinner, you know, you know, building a pergola or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's coughing as many drinks as I can. No. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, reduce the pain at the end. Uh, there, there, is a, there is a sort of sense that. Um, you know, can can the dragons go any lower? Like I, I bumped into even dragons industry people, and they're all shaking their head internally. You know, and like Jaime dumps us for Melbourne. Well, good it, luck and they had the door slams on your ass on the way out. Yeah, mate. It, it was a bludger week for the dragons. Yes, Jaime said no. An unproven coach to a multiple-year deal worth several million dollars. Yes. In order to take a assistant coach role down at the Storms, where Craig Bellingham never retire. It's not really a vote of confidence in the St no. George Illawarra administration. And he lives in Wollongong. And he lives in Wollongong. <laughs> like the drive is so much shorter than Melbourne, for God's sake. You know, um, what's it now? Twelve-hour drive to Melbourne. More? Yeah. But you know why? Mm. You know the principal reason why that if he Gus. took the Gus. No, 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 no. If he took the job, yeah. they'd endlessly be playing the footage of him playing the ball in the wrong direction. Yes. <laughs> Rightfully so. We didn't think much of him when he was at the Dragons. No, he had hands like dinner plates, didn't he? He had trouble hanging on to the ball, homie. Yeah. So, good luck, good riddance. See you later. And then, of course... Um, oh, can I interrupt? Yeah. Who's going to take over? Well, before we get there, okay. Happy's gone. Oh, yes, the Happy Dragon, at the of end course. Of, at the end of next year, is that right? Yes. So, yes. Happy's got a stay of one year. So, the... St. George uh, Bank. Do you remember when it used to be a building society? Do we still have building societies? I don't know. Yeah. And then it was sort of... Uh, can building societies afford to be building societies that cost so much money these days to get a home? Right, that's right. What with interest rates? Yeah. And then I think it was absorbed into the greater conglomerate that is Westpac, Westpac the, the blue right. sponsor, right? But the brand was so strong, Stephen, yes, yes. that they retained it as St. George and the Happy Dragon could be seen gallivanting around Wind Stadium, Cogra, wherever you like. Yes. Well, not so happy anymore. Well, it doesn't that even say a lot about uh, the, the, the great big heart of financial institutions that when you lose for 13 years, that's enough for them. I think the, the door. people are talking about some of the incidents in the past with St. George, the oh, barbecue, some of the allegations. I think they've done the research. They've worked out that St. George Illawarra uh, fans are spendthrift and just are constantly just um, hemorrhaging cash and yes, don't save yeah, money yeah, and yes. they're poor customers. Uh, and then the, then the man with the peptides and the man that broke a couple of promises, ah. uh, Shane Flanagan, who, um, look, you know, he's old, he's cranky. He may have a bit more authority than, say, Dean Young or uh, Ben Hornby or even Jason Rice because he is sort of 
not generational, but nearly at least sort of 10, 15 years older, isn't he? And he does look mean and cranky. First of all, I find Flano adds nothing as a commentator. I'd rather listen to you as a commentator. Would you? Yes, I would. I think you'd have better insights. Uh, But he does have, I used this term before, he does have scar tissue, which was the peptides. And interestingly enough, the fact that when he was banned for a period of time, as I understood it, he was told to have no communication with the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks whatsoever, but he continued to do so via his Cronulla Sutherland email. That's a little bit like the uh, you know the ban from Goulburn for 100 kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so you've got, on the one hand, the only honest man in rugby league, Sticky Stewart. Yes. And then you've got the arrogance of Flano. And I think that's the perfect person yeah, yeah. for St. George Illawarra. Yeah. Because when you have a basket case, Stephen... Yeah. I don't know, you can bring in the likes of a Hornby or a Young. Yeah. And, and they're pretty slim pickings. Magic Maguire's a bit on the nose at the moment. Desi's sort of off on a folly. It looks like Flano all the way. Yeah, and, you know, if you follow the socials for your team, do you do that, Chris? The Facebook page for the West I Islanders? get nothing out of that. You know, I started thinking, no, I'm going to find somebody in agreement. But, of course, you find about 18 different points of views repeated ad nauseum. And someone goes, oh, no, no, Hornby's no good. He's just more of the same. Ben, you know, Dean Young, more of the same. And Flanagan, he's an idiot. You know, and it just goes on and on and on. Well, I think that commentary is already better than what Flanagan provides for Fox League. <laughs> By the way, w- we actually appeared on the Tigers' official podcast behind the roar this week. Who did? Uh, we did because... Uh, Nothing to do with us. They played Dennis's song about oh. 11 tries on route to 66, but we, right. did, we did get a mention, but <laughs> vicariously. Okay. Now, um, it was interesting that Andrew Webster, one of the Herald journalists, because there's been a couple of big comments recently, and I'll talk about more of those. Uh, Michael Checker, who, of course, grew up with league, but then landed in Union, uh, has done everything, done everything. He's now, I think, coaching Argentina in rugby union, yes. whatever that is. His contract finishes whenever the Rugby World Cup is on in whatever country over whatever planet. Right. Uh, he's also... Uh, contracted, I think, through 2025 with Lebanon as the Lebanese yes. coach, and they put on a very good turn. They did for, in the last rugby league world for Cup. lean pickings. Yes, you know? uh, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of footy ovals left in uh, Lebanon, is there? <laughs> What do you think? You've got yourself in trouble about this before, Stephen. Well, they've had a troubled time, and I'm all all in their camp. Go Lebanon. But he also dragged the the Wallabies. Uh, I think it was the Wallabies. It was Mm. the Waratahs up by the – I don't listen to that sort of stuff. Well, I I could answer those questions, but I don't want to. I don't want to to tell you the record that he has. You don't need to, but what Webster said he did is that – he found out that you've got to, the fans are the, are the blood life of, of the code. You know, they're the ones that pay everything. And if you don't have fans, what do you got, Chris? A bunch of blokes <laughs> running around doing nothing. You That's know. right. No one cares. You know, you're in the jungle and, you know, tree goes down, et cetera, et cetera. He said, uh, he's been in those situations before because that's who I am as a person, says Chicken. That's the environment which I thrive. One thing about turnarounds is that you can't disassociate what's happened before. You have to own it. Okay, this is the preamble. The fans have lived it. They don't just get the fresh start just because you started. They've got scar tissue. No, he didn't say that, Chris. <laughs> uh, that's not just lip service. When he first joined up, the Waratahs, Checker would cold call angry fans to hear their perspective. I got a list of numbers who had written, not many, not many, you know, who had written nasty letters, and I just started ringing them one after the other. When they got the call, they were shocked that I'd rung, you know. I didn't make any promise. I just told them that, that what they were going to see from us, and now that we've uh, got my number, don't be afraid to call and tell me if you don't. Now, the Dragons must have at least 100,000 whinges. Well, the, That's going to take him a long time, isn't what, it? What fascinates me, was this like a coalition initiative that there was a register of angry fans that you could actually <laughs> sign up and yeah. register? Colour code spreadsheet. And it does remind me back, and I think it was 2019, and Manly Ring were not travelling that well, and they were looking at the Gold Coast 
Titans fixture at Four Pines Park. And then CEO Joe Kelly actually started his own cold calling of members saying, please come please. to the ground. Please. And people answer, go, hello. And they go, oh, it's Joe Kelly. We would love to see you at the, the game this weekend. They go, who's Uh-oh. playing? And he goes, uh, Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> click. Like that. But it, it's, it's, you'd be happy to get a call from your coach, wouldn't you? Well, if Checker turns up and calls me, I definitely uh, would like to have a chat. And, and how many hours should he set aside? Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, sack the board, right? <laughs> well, it's, well, once the coach's head rolls, you've got two basic choices, players and board. Yeah. And I think the general process is coach, board, players. And we'll get to the marketing girl in a minute. <laughs> but David Riccio, he called the St. George story, saga, yes. soap opera, he called it an Italian tragedy. He did. And I'm thinking Pacini? Well, you th- or what? Well, I was taken by this article as well. He said the week is like an Italian tragedy and you think, well, he's surely talking about opera. Yes, right? yes. But when you, and let's not get this in any way mistaken, Stephen, I'm a huge fan yeah. of Italy, the culture, the people. You are. Who You've always said that. Who yeah. doesn't love a pizza? Who doesn't love pasta? Which I think was invented yeah. by Americans. Pasta's but... international though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an international calling card. Oh, not the Chinese. They didn't develop it. I was in Russia and I was having trouble communicating and then I said carbonara and suddenly Bang. It, all, it all happened. There it was. I was yeah. in the Kremlin. Don't, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't buy the seafood though. No. No, no, no. Now, an Italian tragedy could well be like, let's face it, the mafia. If you're at the, the wrong end of the mafia, that's a tragedy. Uh, Someone's pointing a gun at you while you're on your knees. I'm thinking of Sonny and Godfather 1, played by Robert Duvall. That's a tragedy at the the toll booth. I mean, boxing, you're never going to win. It's like gambling, you know, Scarface and Raging Bull. You're always going to lose. You're going to get your face belted up. Say hello to my little friend. Exactly. (laughs) Wasn't that little? Nero famous was was fiddling, but I think Rome went down, didn't it? Yeah, I think Pompeii probably right. <laughs> passes as an Italian tragedy. And and the gladiators. I mean, if you're a Christian, you you know it's not a winning formula. Mussolini yeah. Mussolini backed the wrong team. Exactly. Yeah, but the, imagine the lions coming after you. That's a tragedy. <laughs> That's too. a tragedy. Yeah. Berlusconi's era wasn't that good. The fall of Pompeii. Yeah, but it's, exactly Pompeii. But it's not all bad, Stephen. When Ciccolino entered Parliament, I thought that was a win for Italy. True. Uh, you could say George Pell downfall went went to, went to Rome, you know, opened a few books, and before you know it, he's gone, you know. But fi- finally, the biggest one, of course, revealed this week was Starbucks has opened up in Rome. Uh, that's that. Now they talk that's about a tragedy. Signs of the apocalypse is yeah. upon us. The opening of in Rome that is just an absolute. Can you imagine going to the Colosseum or the Forum? Yeah, and and getting a. Getting a, a t- double shot long yeah. caramel latte. Sugar drink, yeah. Oh, yeah. my god. But apparently, apparently the young generation are curious. Oh, they love it. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> Something new and fresh for them. They don't care about rugby league in Italy. I'm Dennis Carnahan, and I'm fired up. Let's bring it back home, shall we, Chris? Yes. Uh, tragedies are, about, are all about us. Um, when you've got to buy, what are you told? Uh, well, you, you, if you're the coach and your team's got to buy, uh, they can go to, can they go to Bali? Can you they can. go to Byron? I mean, you absolutely can. Yeah. Um, but the interview that was given by Mitchell Moses of the Parramatta Eels, who's sort of an outsider as the uh, replacement origin halfback, yeah. he said, we've talked about this as a team, and during the bye, we're going to lay low. Right, okay. So lay low, probably... Well, I, I suppose you could travel, but the high on the list was, do not go to Double Bay. Well, that's right. The Newcastle Knights was Bali. Yep. Uh, I think uh, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs was the New South Wales Central Coast. Oh, yeah, safe. But you think lay low. Is anything safe? <laughs> Is anywhere safe? Yeah, you wouldn't go to double back, no. would you? No, the Golden Sheaf, you know, it's known to attract a lot of aspirants, you know, from the West. And mm-hmm. I, I would say to you, Chris, that there was some a park footy, park footy brawl, Southwest Sydney, which uh, two teams lower down the ranks, owned by Param- or run by Parramatta, run by Canterbury Bankstown. Mortal enemies. Mortal enemies. 
game over, let's have a shit fight in the car park, you know? Now they're going to be thrown out of the comp, you know? So that's, that, that, that's okay. That's, that's appropriate, that's but also... That's appropriate for the area. But it's also somewhat romantic, isn't it? It is a bit, you know, there's a love and hate thing going on yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Passion, Chris, yeah. passion. I, the, by the way, what you're talking about, the uh, Golden Chief and Double Bay, I yeah. mean, like the New South Wales Origin team, my sense of that place has been pantherised because those aspirants yes. from um, the West, hood yes, are yes. loving that sort of caper Absolutely. over there. Drive the Lamborghini down, <laughs> you know, step out the gullwing door, you know, the white runners, you know, <laughs> the gold watches. But, uh, and look, step out with the boombox. Yes, that's right. We, and we, we talk about passion, and I just think Dylan Brown, too much passion. Yes, um, he's got five counts of un- Wanted, wanted attention. attention yeah. uh, he'll be in front of the court system this week. Yeah. We pass no comment on it other than I'm not sure not. that being at the sheaf equates to no. laying low. But, but, but is this really just another example of the highfalutin Easties versus the Westies? It'll play out in the court system, Stephen. And let me tell you, there's so much playing out in the court systems these days. Yes. It'll be lucky to get much coverage. Hey, I tell you what, I did get coverage. Just the headline alone. Can I give you that? Yes. Yes. Now, you, you I think you pronounce it in Spencer Luai. Linu. Linai. Linu. Linu. It's <laughs> <laughs> an echo in here. I, I, have a, I have a mental block when it comes to Polynesian names, I think, Chris. Yeah. Now, uh, it says here how Origin Aspirant... It's the headline. Just the headline. Yes. How Origin Aspirant cut his recovery from a ruptured testicle in half. <laughs> the time in half of the testicle. <laughs> Both. Both. I mean, that takes me to the fact that he said, it's already buggered, just lob it off. Yeah. Now, now Dan Walsh from the Herald, we salute you yes. for that one. And, and I've got a quote here, I think he, said, he says here. Um, okay, this is from Spencer himself. He said, the premiership winning bench forward joked that explaining the awkward injury to a well-meaning elderly lady in the street was the toughest part of his recovery, one that if he had his way would have lasted less than 24 hours. So he's on the street explaining about his testicle to an elderly lady for 24 hours, was he? So either this elderly lady is very keen-eyed, because <laughs> yeah. you can see that Spencer was kind of not quite walking evenly and said, now, young man, what is your issue? What is your problem? Someone's or so <laughs> part of the recovery process is own it, yeah. get out, and yeah. Spencer, like you know, someone like someone on a soapbox, is just pulling random strangers and go, can I tell you about my ruptured testicle and my path to recovery nice old ladies and th- and this is often with the modern athlete yeah, they're told yeah. to get out of their comfort zone well he was already out of his comfort zone with a ruptured testicle now he's right out so of it so he wasn't asking for money just, a, no, just an ear no, let me your ear that's exactly yeah, yeah. right and I'll bend it or depending on what he actually had he could have well have been asking lend me your testicle right. well apparently the good news is that he's still breeder friendly uh, he's, he's still part of the, the Panthers but he's going to the Roosters and as I think you said the, the, uh, uh, the said uh, repaired t- Testicle is part of the uh, the inner room run by Nick Politis in the oh, uh, Nick Politis Centre of Excellence. Oh, that's right. He had it in his hands, didn't he? For <laughs> he a while. very much had it in is his hands. Is he hand. a healer? Is it, you think? A wellness healer? Oh, well, I don't know if you caught the fact that it was 30 years of the chair job for Nick Politis last week, and the Roosters published a letter. Oh, yeah. uh, Terry Ball helped us by publishing an alternative letter about <laughs> Nick's period <laughs> over the years. But... but can um, I just say disrespectful, Chris? Can, it is disrespectful. Yeah. Can I also say the original tome was simpering? Right. Uh, listen, I, I'm pissed off. Yes, why I'm, is that? I'm angry, like like um, you know, Canberra, Ricky. You know, well, I've been to my local game, and uh, I think they had the, they had found the perfect run on song. It was used at at higher levels, of course, everywhere. You know, finals games when we get them. You know, one in t- ten years, and that is the U two Green Day song. The Saints are coming. Right, I was going it's to go for it. up. I was just going to go for something left field, like when the Saints come marching in. Well, no? if you get the right, if you know, if you, if you get an old version, you know, um, 
you know, something pre-1965, yes, the new one's no good. There's no swing in them. They don't work. So the Green Day U2 thing's an anti-war sentiment, I think, from memory. Is that right? Well, it fires us up. Right, okay. It's got a nice drumming beat. Because I argue that might have been part of your problem. Okay. So if I'm, you're getting... Because so, they always say the sport is war. Yeah. And you're hearing an anti-war song. So you go, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. We're peaceful warriors, Chris. <laughs> That's right. All right? <laughs> just, like, just like Bono. <laughs> and we're coming to help. The saints are coming to help, you know, you know, and we're going to slay the dragon. Come anyway. Can I just say, I spoke to someone the other day, he's writing a movie, he says, I want to cast Bono's daughter. Oh. And I go, well, she acted? And he goes, no, no, it's just a good story. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. That's so modern, isn't it, Christian? So uh, the, the bottom line is we sit there, we go, what is this piece of music? It's not the saints are coming, yeah. you know, and it's just some piece of drivel, absolute drivel, not even noticeable, so drivelish, you know. Uh, but then we got something in the mail this week saying, oh, yes. how would you like to vote for the second half run? So not even the first one, which is just bad, right. but something else for the mm-hmm. second half. So I think there's been a few suggestions or complaints maybe. And the suggestion, would you, do you want to read them out? So... Enter Sandman, Metallica. I already, already thought that's owned by the New South Hello. Wales Blues. Hello, and also an American college team. Yep. You know? uh, Levels by Avicii. Is that a bit tired? Oh, oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. which would be pretty true for Dragons fans. <laughs> yeah, sometimes same feeling. You yeah. get a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, the sort of drum and bassy, it's not really my style, Stephen, but not giving in by rudimental. I don't yeah. mind that sentiment. Yeah. Right? It takes a while to get going, that song, so I think you probably drop into the chorus. You, you called it a song, didn't you? Yeah. yeah okay. right, right, right. Uh, I think this is incredibly badly placed and also would be much more appropriate for the Tigers or the Panthers, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. That's yeah. got to be a run-on song at the beginning. It can't be a half-time, half-time run-on yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. But my favourite, and I assume... Your favourite. <laughs> my, my favourite, and I assume will win this in a canter, yeah. is, of course, Black Skinhead by Kanye West. Isn't he on the nose right now? Did you see the picture today of his Australian wife? And she's in, like, a black tube that goes up her head level with uh, gauze covering her head. And as someone said, she's walking in a condom. Yeah. And Kanye's... And he looks to it's me... It's so met ball, isn't it? And it looks to me like he's actually put artificial muscles into his T-shirt. I love it. I, I went and listened to the uh, lyrics of Black Skinhead. Yes. There might have to be a little bit of massaging of yeah, some of the yeah, words. Yes, yes. But, you know... I think that's. I think St. George Illawarra, I think Black Skinhead. Right. So it's not about the skull, <laughs> the famous fan who was a Nazi. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to go uh, because of the relationship I was into, Cogger a lot. And Skull, of course, was banned. Yes, of course. You uh, stand outside the cycle right. fence. And you had all the kids collecting the cans for money, the, the drink cans, right? Yeah. And then, of course, as was the custom, I don't know if it's still is the case in rugby league, they throw open the gates at half time. Yes. So, of course, and he came goes. in. Yeah. And he went. And he goes. Now, before we get to origin. You know why? Why? Because rugby league is an inclusive game. So. Very inclusive. <laughs> uh, we'll get to origin next round. But before that, some good news from Braithen Astor. Yes, Braithen Astor was um, very, very much in the frame to be the next bachelor. And wow. I would have thought it would have rated its head off. Yes. Uh, it, the, the one downside of this is it means he's probably had a bit of a star-crossed romantic history since Jody Gordon and he parted ways. Star-crossed, Because yes. a couple of relationships. But yeah. he just said, look, I'm too busy with my media commitments, yes. with the fact that I'm a player manager, yes. um, going to the dictionary and understanding what conflict of interest actually means. Yes. And he has a very, very... This is rugby league in general. Yes, and he has a very, very noble uh, charitable initiative at the moment called Strong Dad. It's the most Queenslanderful team for 10 years. 15 of them actually born in Queensland. What a wonderful thing to be the most Queenslanderful team for 10 years. 
most Queenslanders team this century. With Tino Fosu, Amaliawi, and Marito Longi, the only ring is it might be the most Queenslanders team this century. With a retired Papali'i, a suspended Kofusi, and Ponga being dropped by Billy. That's two less from Auckland and none from Port Headland, a genuine origin team. Twas a most Queenslanderous team in game one. And they won that game in the Queenslanderest way. They left New South Wales stunned. It was the most Queenslanderous team in game one. They can't boast about it. They can't go and shout it because if they do, it reveals that the decades of wins with teams full of ringings have a tainted legitimacy. It's the most Queenslanderous Queensland team for ten years. Or maybe it's twenty or thirty or forty, so let's just agree. It's the most Queenslanderful team. It's the most Queenslanderous team. It's the most Queenslanderous Queensland team. In memory. Everybody now, it's the most Queenslandful. <laughs> it's Christmas in June, Stephen. Yes, Queenslanderish. It's just beautiful. I think we should just pack it up now and go home. Queenslander. Doesn't get any better than that. Dennis Carnahan, that is genius. Yes, he's adding words to the lexicon, Stephen. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Yes, and you'll be hearing that more often, I'm sure. And uh, we sung it next state of origin. He was loving it out at Campbelltown on Friday night. And, you know, the thing you hate from opposition fans is when they sort of send, like, great game, you know, commiserations, whatever, and you just yeah. want to tell them to jump off. <laughs> well, we're going to stick it to you with Sticky. Yeah, love you, Dennis. Dennis. Yes, he's a Canberra supporter, of course. Oh, what a victim. What a poor suffering. <laughs> we're just brawlers. Man, um, we've got nothing. No, no. We've got nothing. We're, we're beat up. we got nothing. Now, Chris, Origin, we've had one. We've got two more to go. I was there. I'll talk about that in a minute. Now, listen, I want to say to you, it's Cleary's world, and we just live in it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole of rugby league has stopped because not one but two injuries. Yes. Well, was there three? I don't know. The jaw. Yes. The hamstring. Shall we start with the jaw? Start with the jaw. Now, uh, he, he he did manage to disguise it pretty well because he's got a quite a quite a large jaw anyway. Well, this was exemplified by what happened in the lead up to Origin One. Yeah. In that Matt Burton was rushed down to Adelaide, and let's face it, people don't generally rush down to Adelaide, but because there was concern... Allegedly paced. Yes, of an impacted wisdom tooth yes. with Nathan Cleary. And uh, if the dispatches that came out of the Blues camp are to be believed, four of the uh, training support staff of the Blues had the torches on their mobile phones simultaneously yeah. shining it down yeah. that cavernous right. mouth right. in that cavernous jaw to assess the damage. 
Uh, I'm assuming they've got dental degrees. Yes, that, that's okay. prerequisite. And what do they do? Do they just rip something out? I've got to be fair here. I think Ciro's just a dental mechanic. A mechanic. I don't think that he's yeah, a technician. Qualified. That's yeah. right. Uh, and I, I did notice he was running around uh, at the Origin with a great big bag of ice on his uh, jaw. Who's <laughs> Ciro? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Penrith and St. George, he was strapped up with ice, wasn't he, around yes. his uh, hamstring? Now, he has been known by many people as the ice man. Yes. He's got ice in his blood. Yes. He's ice cool. Yeah. Cool as ice, Chris. Yeah. And I did play that song at the State of Origin, nobody noticed. <laughs> nobody said a word. The old foreigner classic. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll get there again. Now, my suggestion, or your suggestion, I think, was uh, a Dr. Billy Knowles, of course, who's already had two or three previous rugby league recipients of his skill in well, America. This is a vexed question because everybody's been um, praising Dr. Billy Knowles to the hilt. Yeah. And I say, is this man a charlatan, right? Oh, you now, do. Yeah, because we acknowledge his success with Latrell's hamstring, which was r- removed from Latrell. Last Put year. in a box. Latrell went to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. An esky. Over went the hammy to Philadelphia. And look yeah. at Latrell now f- yeah. flying high. Flying high, uh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Albert missing from Origin. So that set the tone for those others wanting the same treatment if you have the money. So Tommy Turbo. Yeah. Right? He went over. Yep. How did he go on oh, He went over one? personally. Yeah. I think you've got to remove it. It was Chris. a mistake, right? You've got to put it in a box, in an esky, and send it over. Same with Ryan Pappenhausen. He's right. not even back on the field yet. No, no. So my understanding is Cleary went to. Uh, Penrith General Hospital. Yes. And um, under the Medicare budget deal, he yeah. had the wisdom tooth and the hamstring removed at the same time. Both removed? Yes. Put into a box with ice? Yes. yes. And, and because Billy Knowles will be interested in the um, DNA that's evidenced in that tooth. Uh, yes. And see if he can't transplant some of that into the affected hamstring and get it right for Penrith because he which, ain't playing for Origin. Which would suggest that that's where Turbo and the Pap, they actually went with in situ. Huge mistake. Yeah. If you've you got, you got your hammy on it, then he, there's, no fun, there's no fakery. You, like, he could have taken what was Luttrell's one and then replaced it with one of the Americans. What's really clear Didn't is Do- Dr. Knowles can manage the injury. He can't manage the patient. No, no. And so you're much better off doing no. what Nathan's done a la Luttrell. And has your friend the Whisperer had anything to do with this? No, but I've been in contact quite a lot with the Whisperer and uh, he uh, was... Can I get a sense he was a little bit disappointed the Roosters snuck home by a point, as we all were? Because <laughs> <laughs> that uh, makes him less attractive. And look, and poor old Teddy. I love Teddy, but he's still getting a kicking for winning. Boy, they're absolutely giving it to Teddy, aren't <laughs> they? Because he won against a team that's not so hot. Well, nor are the Roosters. And people ask me, should Teddy be retained for Origin 2? And I say, if it's Ted Goodwin, absolutely. <laughs> the Lord. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what sort of status has Teddy got? Your, our, our Teddy. He's, he's a baron at best. Baron, Tedes- baron, at baron best, Tedesco. He's a good-looking fellow and he's a polite gentleman. And, well, let's just hope that yeah. Teddy Tedesco playing in Origin 2 is not an Italian tragedy. No, so. oh, God, yeah, that, that only gets worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, you may have noticed also that, um, you know, Billy Slater, you know, he used to be a jockey. He used to go track with a jockey, you did. Yeah. By the way, for so often that we've gone to that particular well, yes. did he ever race? Cheap, cheap joke, you mean? Yeah, did he ever actually race or he's just doing track? Where's work? the footage, Chris? I know. You know. Okay, Rexona Sports Person of the Year, that was great footage. Yeah, that's, that's documented. But that's you can do- say yeah. that you were a track work yeah. jockey and who can prove that he was? And I want to say to you, I'm, I'm concerned, right? Uh, it's not because of what happened in the dressing room at halftime. We'll get to that. Well, I'm concerned it's about that. It's because every time I look at him, his brow is more furrowed than ever. And I think it's becoming permanent, a perma-frown. This, talk about research being done and you know and what Knowles is doing with hamstrings. There's <laughs> yes. a lot of research being doing on the ageing effect of being a coach. Yeah, how to un- unfrown the brow <laughs> <That's right. laughs> or unbrow the frown. And, you know, <laughs> and if, if, if the right skincare product yes. can be put together with the right coach, yeah. if you can get some of those wrinkles, wrinkles out of Flano yes. taking on the St. George Illawarra job, you well, will make millions. I, okay, here's the big one. 
Well, Paul Kent's out of the picture now, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, can can we get a smile on Ricky? <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> you remember? You remember Vivid? Yeah, <laughs> used to be a thing. Apparently, it's on. And and Laraji, the zither player who was featured in the Brian Eno Ambient series. Yes, yes. Ambient 3, Day of Radiance. Yes. He came to the, the very first Vivid and did a laughter workshop. Did he? Yes. and Didn't work on Lou Reed. <laughs> didn't work on Lou Reed at all. <laughs> and neither did Rugby League. Uh, please, can we bring Laraji and put him together with Ricky Stewart? Yes. Stat. Yeah, and and uh, Kendi when he comes back, <laughs> if he comes back. Well, I think that's a big if. You're right. Now, Billy, the zombie, as they call him, he was seen on television in the halftime dressing room of the Queenslanders because he is the coach. Correct. Buzz Rothfield, God love him. Sitting down. And let's be honest, any skincare product couldn't say that. But no. uh, he was banging on about conflict of interest, which is just ridiculous because yeah. rugby league exists in a perpetual state of conflict of interest. Of course. Right? <laughs> Cameron Smith. A.K.A. Lucifer. Yes. A.K.A. the devil. Beelzebub. This is right. <laughs> the old sulfur himself. Yeah. He, of course, is part of the marvellous Channel 9 commentary team, which if you nice. get on Twitter during the game, yeah. boy, do people love the Channel 9 commentary team. They just can't do get they? enough of it. I should get a hold of uh, it. It's just so entertaining. <laughs> and it was, it was a bit about game day music, but I don't want to go there. Right. And uh, he also is part of the Queensland coaching staff. So when the cameras went down to the rooms at half-time, Stephen, yes. Billy Slater was had a fixed stare, thousand-yard stare, staring yeah. ahead, almost like a zombie, and it was Cameron Smith addressing the troops. Wow, wow. Now... This reminds me of an earlier incarnation of Queensland where Michael Hagen and Mal Meninga were paired together. And everybody said... Hagen was coaching the Hagen team. Hagen was coaching the team. And there was a famously a game which New South Wales were in the process of winning and Daly Cherry Evans was injured and the camera went down to the rooms mm. and Cherry Evans was being brought in about five minutes before full time. Yep. And there was Mal checking out what was in the pizza boxes, you know, because they feed him pizza after to get the carbs into them. Right. Meanwhile, Hagen's up in well, the Well, as a box. medical member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they've got enough carbs. That That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this is even worse. Yeah. I believe yeah. that Billy Slater has done a Faustian deal. You're right. Soul is soul. Right. Because every ha- every rain is pulling. If yeah. I can get this right, Hammerso, Tibio, Fido, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Tick. So uh, uh, Reese Walsh, tick. tick. Yeah. Right. He has sold his soul yeah. to the devil himself, the devil incarnate, wow, wow. Cameron Smith. <laughs> And the evidence was writ large on yeah, our screens, our big flat screens last Wednesday night, sir. There it was. And talking about uh, old Reese, mm. uh, the young kid. All the um, pink shorts. Did you see those after the Cronulla game? Yeah. Look, uh, he's a superstar, no doubt about it. And he was safe under the ball. But he's a hair puller. He's a cat. We knew that. Louis said, weak act. Not for the hair pulling, which, but you know, they always say origin. There are different rules. Well, yeah. it turns out there are. Yeah. Because you know, when when um, uh, Tyson Frizzell grabbed Luai's hair, it's you know penalty. Big trouble in in origin. It's nothing, play on. Nothing. But no one ra- saw it. No one saw it. But he ran away, Stephen. Yeah, that's right. And Luai said that was a weak act. Now, no one saw it, and and I was there. And I, I must admit, did I you just, see? It? No, I didn't see it. Could you see anything from? You know why? It's an AFL cricket oval. Yeah. It's huge. That's right. I can't see a damn thing. Cavernous. It's cavernous. It's like Nathan Cleary's yeah, jaw. Yeah. Now I um also. Look, to credit, cold as ice wasn't hurt. I couldn't hear it either. I played it. I couldn't hear it because I was stuck in a beautiful room called the Donald Bradman Suite. Surely it's the Donald Bradman Suite. Sir Donald Bradman Suite. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it felt weird, I've got to say. Why was that? Well, I think because of his recent you know, discoveries of uh, conservative ma- political manipulation. It's starting to sort of smell a little bit, you know what I mean? Something going on there. I don't know what it is. I could go... Quite some time into the Sir Donald Bradman history. Let me tell you, Ian Chappell, he ain't a fan uh, because of his grandfather, uh, Sir Victor Richardson. But more importantly, my understanding of the layout 
is that the actual embalmed figure of Sir Donald Bradman is actually directly behind you? Yeah, is that right? Somewhere there, yeah. I didn't want to go there, Chris. Right. I know it's disturbing, yeah, but yeah. I just want to bring it up because when I went to the Kremlin, which I mentioned before, yeah. I saw Lenin. Vladimir, not John. Right. Okay. And when, when you went and inspected the body, I swear to God, as you went round the the body, the eyes actually followed. <laughs> and I think it's pretty similar with Sir Donald. So it yeah, must have yeah. been difficult for you. You've got to no, concentrate. No sound monitors. You no, can't get a feel. No sound monitors. And you've got the cold dead hand of the great, great. batsman behind, batter and, behind you. And, and you know, I, I line up songs for moments that could be. You know, I, I did get it. Are you ever going to see my face again for the send off? Right. I got that in. No one, no one noticed. Right. You know. <laughs> They weren't swearing, and nothing. It's, and it was even better because it was almost with less than 10 minutes to go, so it was right on the margin, yeah. wasn't and it? And that could suggest it wasn't a, truly a rugby league crowd. We'll get to that too. Uh, but I did have, uh, you you would know, um, a song called Fox on the Run. Sweet. Sweet, yes. Uh, no one seemed to notice that, but the fox never got to run, so I didn't get to play it. I tell you what, he was really not part of the action, wasn't yeah, it? Ball didn't yeah. go his way, Stephen. No, no. So there's a few questions to be asked because he looked magnificent yeah. against the Sydney Roosters. And I certainly wasn't pangoid, and I don't see anybody else was pangoid either. I was going to say, were you pangoid? I was not. No, <laughs> no tattoo. No, no, none at all. Uh, look, um, there is um, much to talk about, but when, when, of course, the media or the local media, the was, Muppets. The Muppets, those that don't know anything and try to read about it in a book, they don't even read the books properly. You no, know. <laughs> they just read the crib notes. You know, they were basically bagging rugby league's marketing, you know, and like, you know, how dare they say, come and watch some real footy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody wanted to go. They did Vox Pops in the street and saying, you know, do you know who the captain is? No idea, you know. Uh, yeah, on it goes, you know. This Two is for all one deals. Preceding thing, you know. Uh, the Living End, you know, did their thing, blah, blah, blah. The lights were great. Fireworks were great, you know. Thanks, uh, Fody. Um, 48,500 people, massive crowd. It was a triumph, Steve. Yeah. And was Adelaide welcoming? Did they welcome you? Oh, definitely welcome me. I think it's a beautiful city. Yeah. Very pretty, very nice. Architectural gems, but gridlock at the end of the game. We only had to go 600 metres. We had to go around about eight blocks and circle the stadium. Couldn't get home for like an hour. And, of course, as you just mentioned, some, sorry, some of the highlights of Adelaide, I presume you stayed on for a couple of days. And You know they talk about the borders with refugees across Europe, you know, all coming off boats and flooding across borders. You can't stop them, the Mexicans in America. It was like that at the airport at 6 a.m. People, desperate. It's like a scene out of Spielberg's remake of War of the Worlds. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, look, I've got nothing else to report, but, um, of course, we've got another one coming. And, and as I said, we all live in that world of Cleary, etc. He's not here anymore. What are we going to do? Well, I mean, it's not just confined to us. There's Griffin and uh, Arrow are out for Queensland. We're yeah. losing Cleary. Tommy Turbo, is he a Category 1? We yeah. don't exactly know yet. Yeah. Uh, so there could be changes. I mean, Reynolds is a possibility. Well, look, look, let's balance the hunt factor. Yes. You know, plays for Sydney team, my team, plays for Queensland. God almighty. But Adam Reynolds, discarded by South Sydney Rabbit, discarded, you know, yesterday's man. And he's now the captain coach, right, <laughs> of, of Brisbane. So imagine if they put him in, in a Brisbane decider... And he wins. Well. For the Blues. He does know every blade of grass every at Suncourt Stadium. Are you going? Do you know he inspects it, takes him two days with a little magnifying? No, he's thorough. Yeah, thorough. Are, are you going to be there? I'm going to be there. That's exciting. I'm um, excited. Uh, Fatty Vorton, you would have missed the post game. Yes. Fatty Vorton gave the recipe to a successful Origin You know what? Series. I walked across the field and I saw him say this. Listen to this. Origin's the simplest rugby league you can play. Yeah. You just want your big buffet forwards doing their job <laughs> and if you've got a winger that can fall over the line and score a try, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Simple. That's all there is to it. That's it. It's a simple That's concept. That's coming from the greatest Queensland coach of all time. <laughs> Paul Fatty Vorton. Some of the idiots that follow rugby league, you see, sometimes you've got to boil it down to the simple stuff, don't you, Chris? But I was more interested in what Fatty had to say, Stephen, yeah. right at the end of the coverage because, again, you were there and yeah. could you attest to this piece let's of feedback? Let's have a listen. 
Wrap things up here from Adelaide Oval, and thank goodness for that. It's dropped about 10 degrees in the last five minutes, fam. Mate, my testies are about... <laughs> I was Seriously. just about to say, about I hope you don't say what you did the size before, of but there you go. Oh, it's so yeah. cold here. Only you, oh. Fatty. Only you could do that. There, there, there's nothing like well, a joke. That's a fact. A testicle to get a joke, a laugh, is there, you know? How were yours? Uh, well, I was in the Sir Donald Bradman suite, and I was very much cuddled up and warm. Central heating. And yeah. look, I, I tell you what, Spencer Lino wanted to go... And watch the game, but yeah. uh, his rehab advisor said, "Don't go; it will just set Too you cold. back ten degrees months. down." No. And finally, we must remember Stephen that there was Women's Origin on Thursday night. Yes. And if there's one thing that we learned from Women's Origin, don't put a game on when they haven't played competitive football for a month because yes. they, they had an error in them. And there was a rather nasty incident with Julia Robinson raising the forearm, oh. getting a week into Isabel Kelly. But the good news is that Isabel is fine. She's hopefully going to be able to take a place in Origin 2 up in Townsville because right. you'd hate her to end up sounding like these two old croaky gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, Jerry and Benny Hunt. Flew out of the blocks, mate. But you've had to rely on your scrambling defence the back end of that half. Yeah, mate, we've got a really good start off. You know, there was a few penalties at the start there. Got us in some good field position, got some tries. But, you know, as a credit to our boys defensively there, and uh, back into that half to defend our line. He's got good footy talk, though. And I think you pointed this out to me. Yeah, yeah. If you put Darren Lockyer, yeah. who, who I think Ben might have called Daryl on the way up, <laughs> Ben Hunt, and Anthony Seabold, Seabold, and you got them together, yep. there's your new three tenors right there. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a glorious tone of those voices, isn't it? It reeks of authority. Somebody's shouting all the time. So, Chris, I think that's about our wrap, is it? It is, Stephen. I want to say a particular thank you to people within our private Facebook group blowing up Deluxe. We now have a chat room, uh, The Brains Trust, and that is absolutely humming. So we're encouraging people to find uh, Blowing Up Deluxe and uh, we'll, we'll let you in coming off the back of the fire up Facebook page. I love it that uh, I'm not included in that brain's trust, so I mustn't obviously have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's deliberate. And obviously the, the socials, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Fire Up and uh, at Fire Up Rugby at Fire Up NRL and then at Fire Up Rugby League on Facebook. Fantastic. See you next week. See you next week. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!